Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the childless not by choice women and men around the world. Savella Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. Welcome to episode 116, 116, and welcome to February. I hope you have taken a moment and gone to the shop page of the website, childlessnotbychoice.net, for your link to blueprints for your goals and visions. This blueprint will walk you through your goals and visions for the entire year. And the best part is you can use the same blueprint every year. So you spend money once and you keep using the same blueprint each year and it helps you every single year. The link will be in the show notes and I think it's a great way to get your new year off to a great start. Well, we have a special guest today. On today's show, we have an award-winning podcaster who has been podcasting since April 2005, like literally day one of podcasting. He has been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. He launched the School of Podcasting in 2005 and has helped hundreds of people launch podcasts. He has recorded hundreds of episodes, maybe even thousands of his own, and he is literally one of the OGs of podcasting, and he is in the Podcasting Hall of Fame. How do I rate this interview? Dave Jackson, welcome to Childless Not By Choice. Oh, thanks for having me. I do appreciate you taking the time to be here, and uh, I wanted to get started right away with our interview. And some people may be asking, well, okay, what does all of this have to do with Childless Not By Choice? We'll get to that in just a minute. But I have a couple of questions for you. How many podcasts total do you have? Oh, my goodness. I've started over 30. I mean, half of them were experiments, and they lasted. Like, I started one called the customer service show because that was my background and I did about five episodes. I just sound like a grumpy old man complaining and I was like, all right, that's enough of that. Right now I have about five, I think, if I do school of podcasting, your podcast consultant, ask the podcast coach, the logical weight loss podcast. What am I missing? Building a better Dave. So that's five. Building a better Dave is one I kind of rarely do. I, I kind of sneak in and out of that one. What's that one about? It is basically, it's funny, when I first started podcasting, I had a podcast about everything I was into. So I had a podcast about podcasting. I had a thing about web design. I had a a weight loss show that I started because I wanted to lose some weight. Uh, And then I had one about my faith. And then I had one that uh, I was like, well, sometimes I just want to talk about goofy stuff or just something that's on my mind or whatever. So uh, Building a Better Dave originally was started, I was going to do online dating. And I thought, well, this is going to lead to some fun stories. <laughs> so it did. It led to me finding my, my second wife. And then it led me, we got to hear all the struggles and why she's now my ex-wife. Uh, so it was, it's always been one to, at times, almost be my therapy. I always tell people, I'm like, don't listen to that show. It's horrible. There are times when, uh, I, when I was married the second time, I lived away from my family. Uh, I was completely isolated and there were just times when I just want to throw stuff out to the universe. And for whatever reason, I did that into a microphone and now you get to listen to it. It's, it's really not that good. Well, I mean, there are some of us that we like to write. We, it's like yeah. we need to write, 
there's just, I mean, if you don't get to write, it would be like really a difficult life. And uh, I think talking and podcasting, it's the same thing. You want to talk into a microphone. It's kind of like journaling, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's bizarre. And at times I'm almost talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear the words come back to me that came out of my mouth, I'm like, well, what would I say to that guy? I'd be like, well, hold on, you know, uh, little buckaroo, you know, life's not that bad. You can hang in there kind of stuff. So it's funny because I have people like that. Audi- I, I don't have a very big audience on that show at all, but yet they're, they're diehard. Like the minute I go without doing an episode for a month, they're like, what's going on? Where's the next one? And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll come up with something, I guess. So it's, it's kind of fun. I'm going to have to check that out. What's the name of it again? It's called Building a Better Day. Right now I'm doing, they, they call it National Podcast, uh, Napod Pomo. Basically it means you do an episode every day for November. Right. So it's been, I've just blasted that whole audience every day. In fact, I got to record one tonight. And it's just been little itty bitty stories about my life and weird things that I think about and things like that. So hmm, it's, okay, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's different. I think the one I, I listen to the most is School of Podcasting. And I think I'm caught up right now. So that's the one of all of the ones that you have that I, I'm not saying that any of them are, the rest of them aren't any good. They are, I'm sure. But that's the one I listen to the most. And I get a lot of great information from School of Podcasting. So thanks for, and that's episode, what episode number are you at now? Uh, 693, I think, is what I just put out. So I, I know I'm coming up on 700 and I finally just decided rather than put pressure on myself, I'm not going to do anything for 700. I've, I've kind of tried to do something every 100 and I would, mm-hmm. I would break my format and I would do something kind of wacky or different. And, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. to do. I mean, last at 600, we did like an ask me anything and I, I've done different skits and comedy. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go look. Thanks for listening. It's let's move on to 701. Shall we? Wow. That, that's amazing. 700 episodes. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and it can be a lot of pressure and you can tend to run out of things I would imagine at 700 episodes, but thank you for that podcast. That's all I can tell you. It's an awesome podcast and I learned quite a bit. But continuing on, congratulations again on all of the accolades and the accomplishments and the successes in the world of podcasting. And I think I read that you have a teaching degree as well. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been helping people understand technology for I'll put it this way. I used to teach how to surf the internet because nobody knew what it was and how to send emails. So I've been doing it a long time. And uh, I, my original degree was in electronic engineering and I was a copier technician. And my boss said, you seem to have the gift of gab. We're going to put you into a trainer's position where you go out, set up the equipment using your technology brain, and then you're going to turn around and teach people how to run the equipment. And that worked really, really well. We had a much better trained customer who didn't break the equipment all the time to which they said, do you know anything about computers? And I said, yeah. So they got me teaching computers and it just every time I turned around, but I never had a teaching degree. So Hmm. I was with that company for 10 years and one employee of the year even. And uh, one day they, they put me into a a new role. I had a new role there about every four years. And it kind of was like a bad game of musical chairs where all of a sudden the music stopped and they went, Oh, what are we going to do with Dave? <laughs> and um, they were very nice. And, and uh, you know, if you can, if you can be fired in a nice way, uh, they did. But in the process then of going to get a teaching job, 
all the uh, different companies like you don't have a teaching degree. So I had to go back and get one at the ripe old age of uh, 42, which was fun because mm. you'd, you'd walk in and people were like, are you the teacher? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm a student. But uh, yeah, so I did that for a while. And once again, was told you're one of our best trainers, but it just, you know, I always wanted to say, why didn't they fire the sales guys that couldn't sell training? But that's not the way it worked. And so on my way out of the parking lot of once again, being let go, made a call to uh, Libsyn, which is a podcast media hosting company and politely said, do you guys hire anybody over there? And uh, lucky enough, they did. So I knew mm. some people over there and I've been working with them now for uh, three years. And Libsyn, by the way, Liberated Syndication is the platform I host the Childless Not By Choice podcast with. Great company. If any of you are interested in podcasting and you are, wonder what host to use, Libsyn is the one I've been using for the last four going on five years. So that's a great hosting platform. So let's pivot a little bit here then. Sure. You, you know, how have you decided to deal with the parts of life that did not work? Because you, you talk about walking out into the parking lot after that last, you know, that previous gig. What, what do you do with the parts of life that don't work out? And you talked about being divorced yeah. for a second time. What, what do you do to make life work for you? I think part of it is, I mean, in the early days, I just have a faith in, in God. Um, one of my favorite um, verses is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that just says basically, and I will paraphrase this really short, basically God says, I got your back. Mm-hmm. Uh, things aren't going to be perfect, but don't worry, I got it handled. Uh, and so when I was younger, that, that really got me through a lot of stuff. Uh, when my first marriage, we, we spent ourselves into bankruptcy trying to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And she had uh, uh, a cyst, so she only had one ovary, and then she had endometriosis. So we were trying for months to have a kid, and we ended up charging uh, fertility treatments, which is not something I recommend. In mm-hmm. fact, when I did it, I was like, this is a really bad idea. I go, we can't, at this point, you know, if we have a kid, we're not going to be able to afford it. And then 9-11 hit after we charged up all these credit cards, mm-hmm. and she got her hours cut, and that's all it took. Wow. Uh, cause all of a sudden we couldn't pay the bills and we're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And, um, so that was one that you just kind of go, okay. Uh, you know, and I think the older you get, it takes more to really, I guess, shock you or, yeah. cause I was just kind of like, when I lost my job the second time, I was like, well, here's one of those fun filled adventures. Let's see where this goes kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, and that doesn't mean I wasn't worried or scared. I was like, Oh, you know, I had a little bit of money in the bank, but not a lot of savings. And I was like, that's going to go real quick here. Mm -hmm. You know? uh, And so I think part of that is, I don't want to call it wisdom, but just the fact that when you've gone through a few of these things, you kind of, uh, you don't quite sweat it as much, I think. Uh, And plus I had been smarter. I had put some money away in the bank. So in the event, something like this happened, I think that's part of it. I just realized that uh, every job you have, I think every, employer now has the right to terminate you for no apparent reason whatsoever. And I just went, well, if that's the way we're going to play, I should probably have some money in the bank to at least hold me over for a little bit while I try to find something else. Yeah. I thought that was just Florida. That's, that's in yeah, other states. Yeah. It's, it's usually written in the, the thing where it's funny because you're supposed to give notice, but they can fire you whenever they want. Right. You, know, you, like, can, you have to give two weeks to, yeah. you know, yeah. 
They call Florida a right to work state. So yes, they can <laughs> fire you at, at yeah. will. <laughs> so yeah, so it's kind of like, well, okay, you know, so, and especially now, um, when I was let go that time, I, I'm trying to remember if I was still married or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, let's see, three years ago, it would have been really close. I think it was right after I got divorced, actually. Wow. So and, this was uh, the yeah. second marriage. Yeah. So yeah, I'd been married. The second, the first marriage was for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we couldn't have a kid, it, it, that's just, uh, I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. We, it's, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. And so we had gone through all these different treatments. And finally, we just had a doctor that looked at us and said, you're not going to be able to c- conceive. And I was hurt, obviously, mm-hmm. but I was also somewhat relieved because I was like, we, we, we're out of money. We, yeah. we, don't, we can't do this anymore. Um, and the, the really horrible part was because we were so underwater, I then took a different position at the job I had that led me to travel. Well, that's the worst thing I could have done for my wife mm-hmm. because she really, really needed me for just to support. And so while I was out keeping the lights on, uh, she was off turning into an alcoholic. And that was pretty much between the, the kid thing and the alcoholism. And then later she ended up cheating on me, which I don't hold any grudge on that because again, I kind of left when she really, really needed me. And I thought I was doing the right thing by keeping the lights on. But uh, looking back, I'm kind of like, well, that was really dumb. So it's, uh, it's tricky. So yeah, this one, I married the second time. And I think maybe part of it was it came with kids. Uh, she had three kids. Their, uh, their biological father had kind of started a new family and forgot he had one to start with. And uh, so I was like, well, this is great. I, I get teenagers. This is awesome. And they liked me and I liked them. But the problem was uh, I dated her while I was going to school and it was, uh, she lived about an hour away from me. So we really only saw each other on weekends. And she later kind of admitted that, and, and this is such a, a, a weird word to use, but she somewhat bullied me into getting married because I'd always said, hey, let's, once I get out of school and I graduate, we can start dating like normal. And she had figured out, well, I found this really great guy. I want to, I want to get him married right now. So we ended up getting married like a month after I graduated from college. And we knew six months in, we're like, Ooh, that whole, we probably should have had a long engagement thing. Hmm. Maybe not a bad idea. So uh, we stuck it out for eight years. We went to a lot of counseling and we're still friends. It was just one of those things where we just woke up one day, went, you know what? it's, I've heard people say this and I thought it would never, I was like, how do you do that? But we really shouldn't have got married in the first place. Cause you're like, wait, how do you, how do you marry somebody? And you're like, eh, you kind of fall in love with love and, and, yeah. and kind of lose reality. So, uh, but, uh, I still have relationships with my, uh, stepkids. I always say I divorced your mom. I didn't divorce you. And, uh, so that's kind of the one thing that came out of that, that I'm, I'm still kind of proud of. So you get to be, um, a father figure for kids whose father just kind of walked away. Yeah. Well, it was kind of yeah. funny because you, it's almost like, you know, if you remember summer camp or high school and you're like, oh, we'll, we'll be friends forever. And then everybody just kind of, you know, yeah. goes their own separate ways. So when we got divorced, I'm like, hey, if, if you guys ever need anything, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the youngest is, um, I think he's 22 now. Uh, but he actually one day did reach out and, um, and he said, do you know anything about WordPress? I said, I work in it every single day. <laughs> and so, and I told him, I said, look, I'm, I, I wasn't just being 
polite. I said, I really mean this. If you need anything ever, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. And then, um, I guess it's probably about a year and a half ago, uh, their grandpa died. Mm. So my, my ex-wife called and said, you know, if you'd like to come to the funeral, it'd be great to see you. So we're, we're friends and, and we kind of work that way. And, and actually last year, uh, she invited me up for Christmas. And, and again, it was just to kind of catch up. It's just, yeah. it's one of those things where we've kind of just were, it took us a while. Look, when we get divorced, you're not happy to see anybody. Uh, but as time has gone on, it's like, look, we realized we made a mistake. And when we're not talking about money or our relationship, my ex-wife and I are actually uh, decent friends. In fact, she's uh, re-engaged. So I'm happy for her at this point. Mm, okay. So you, in a roundabout way, got the kids, but really the fact is you were never able to have the children. And you said something a little bit back a few minutes ago where you said you were relieved back to the first marriage. You said you were relieved when the doctor yeah. just looked at you guys and said, look, it's not going to happen. You know, you, we all have the opportunity to, to kick, kick ourselves for decisions that we've made and you decided to go to work, but you were doing the best you could. But yeah, she well, was in a tough spot. She really was mentally, emotionally, physically in a tough, tough spot. Yeah. Well, the other fun part of that equation is my parents, I have, my, I have an older brother and I have a sister. Well, my older brother was already done having kids and he had two girls. And so it was always kind of like, all right, if we're going to keep the Jackson name going on, no pressure, but it's up to you, buddy. You know? Mm -hmm. And so it was always like, oh, we got to have kids, you know, got to, which again is somewhat of a weird kind of thing like you know what the world needs is more me it's it's <laughs> weird that way but I've always wanted kids uh I always want to just have a you know a station wagon full mm -hmm. and so that that was the plan and then it was like I remember my my first wife saying hey look you know because I was I was her boyfriend when she had to go in and have her one ovary removed and I said hey we only need one we just need one it's you know no big deal and if we have to practice a little more well hey the more the merrier. Mm -hmm. And then when she had endometriosis, then we're like, Oh, that's uh and, and the, the part that made that hard is I have a, I don't know, there's probably some sort of syndrome for it, but my mom died when I was fairly young. I was 24. Mm -hmm. And ever since that day, I have a, it's a very hit or miss. I, I so wish I could predict it, but I can't, but there are times if I go into a hospital and I don't know, there's certain things trigger it. Yeah. Um, I will, I will drop like a rock, like pass out, sweaty the whole nine yards my um my niece was in labor and I was there to help her and everything was perfectly fine and then all she had to do was have one contraction and went and next thing I know my brother's picking me off the floor oh and it just goodness. it just looks like somebody threw a bucket of water on me it's really bizarre so I was going through that in the fertility stuff because I remember there was something that my first wife went through some sort of test where I just remember I had to wear a lead um, like vest. Mm -hmm. uh, there was some sort of big x-ray going on or whatever as they were examining different things. I know it was painful for her, whatever they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I was over there and I just remember she squeezed my hand and all of a sudden I just started sweating. And I said, I really hate to see this, but I say this, I said, but I've got to go over there and put my head between my knees or I'm going to pass out. Pass out. Wow. And it, it's, it's really weird. I remember once the one doctor had brought in, he was trying to explain what was going on with the endometriosis. And he brought out pictures of like her insides mm -hmm. and he's trying to explain. And the more he talked, I just looked up and I said, 
okay, we have to like, you can explain this to her, but I can't for whatever reason, something's getting triggered here and I'm about ready to, to lose it. So it's, it's very, I, I like I say, I wish I could control it. My dad had, um, had colon cancer and I was like, Oh, this is, here we go. You know, I got to go back into a hospital. Never had a single problem with any of that ever. So, and about the time I thought, you know, I was fine. I'll watch something on TV that's maybe a little gory. And again, sometimes gore, no problem. Other times, this happened to be the movie Concussion with Will Smith. And they Mm -hmm. were just talking about finally slicing a brain. That was it. They were just talking about it, not showing anything. And off we went to the races. And I was like, ah, this is so annoying. So that's... uh, that's a lovely side effect of this whole thing, I think. But the the pressure of, of, hey, you you need to get us a boy going on was, I think, another thing that when they finally said, hey, I, I don't think this is going to happen for you guys. I was kind of like, okay, because that was a lot of pressure. At least now I could say, well, we, we tried. We, you know, we spent ourselves into bankruptcy. Well, I mean, sometimes we put pressure on ourselves. I know I put pressure on myself to have a child. Because mm. I, I wondered, you know, I, I wanted to, to know what, uh, what my child would look like, how the, my mm. child would, you know, how it would look like me, you know, normal, maybe, maybe not so normal thoughts uh, sure. to people who have children. But you just wonder, wow, if I had a little girl, would she have my skin color? If I had a little boy, would he, what, what would he look like? You know, how would he act? How would I, and, and I always said I wanted, if I had children, I would want them i would train them to be able to live in any place they find themselves whether it's in the the big city or the country or anyone they can interact with anybody you know regardless of race or socioeconomic background yeah. i wanted to raise them to be able to interact with everybody and to to love people but still be strong and be aware of their surroundings i grew up in boston just outside mm-hmm. of boston so you know you you learn how to fend for yourself, you know? Sure. And so I wanted this kid to be able to fend for him or herself, but still be a kind person and have a good heart. And I think you could have both. And, and it, it just never happened. You know, I was really putting pressure on me. And then my brother has three boys. So he's perpetuating the Morgan name. Right. So, you know, but, and, and and that makes me feel a little bit better, but I didn't get to make a contribution. And then I sometimes wondered how my parents felt that they didn't get any grandchildren from me. I mean, you could really dig yourself into a hole with this whole oh, yeah. childlessness thing. I know for me, uh, when, as I was growing up, my, uh, my dad was a great dad. He just wasn't around. He was a long distance truck driver. So he'd leave on maybe Friday night and come back on maybe Wednesday uh, spend a couple of days at home, fix whatever we broke while he was out and then leave again. And it was, that was just the way it was. And so I was always the person that was like, boy, you know, when I have kids, I'm going to be there every day. Cause I remember being at a park once and it, they had this like, you know, father, son thing, three legged race. And I just had to sit there on the sidelines and watch mm-hmm. cause he wasn't there. And I thought that's never going to be me. I'm going to be the world's greatest dad and this and that. So you know, you have these ideas of this is what it's going to be like, and you're just chomping at the bit to, you know, put me in coach. Right. And, uh, and then when it doesn't happen, you're like, mm, okay. But um, I guess for me, I was like, well, okay, I'm going to be the best uncle ever then because I have yeah. two great nieces. Uh, and now I have great nieces and nephews. My, my youngest uh, one is five and she just calls me unk. Mm-hmm. She, she, she started, 
to call me Uncle Dave. And she goes, I don't like that. She goes, I'm just going to call you Unc. And I'm like, that's perfect. So uh, it's a lot of fun. And I'm, you know, I'm going to all the baseball games, and the football games and everything I can to support, which is what my mom always did. And, you know, and that's really, I think, in, in the end, I think you just have to be there for whoever you're trying to support. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, you know, I'm sure if I got on a psychiatrist chair, uh, I'm sure podcasting in a way has, has been s- some sort of therapy in the fact that, okay, well, I don't have any kids. So, you know, people throw out the word legacy. And I, sometimes I think that's a little too strong a word maybe, but uh, you know, I was like, well, h- how am I going to live on? And when I found podcasting I was like, ah, this is a way I could, could kind of influence mentor, help people. And that's really in a way, isn't that what parenting is influencing, mentoring, mm-hmm. helping, guiding, things like that. So uh, I'm sure it's not the exact same, but for me, it's the closest thing I got. And, and that's why I enjoy it so much. Well, I don't know how you know this, how, mm. how this just happened, but that was literally my next question. Mm. I mean, seriously, my question is, do you think that getting to teach whether children or would-be podcasters is the salve to your heart and to your life? Yeah, I, I do believe so. It's, it's not, you know, there's always going to be something there that's um, the, the fear of missing out, for lack of a better phrase. It was kind of like, you know, um, I was walking through an airport because no, like 90% of the time I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But I happen to be walking through an airport and the most absolutely just adorable, this little girl with red hair and she's in like this little pink dress. And uh, I don't know who daddy was, but she was sure happy to see him. And she's running through the airport, just screaming, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'm thinking, oh man, I wish that was me. Cause that, yeah. that girl was just adorable. And her mom's behind her dra- trying to drag along this luggage and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, I don't know who daddy is, but I hope he knows just how absolutely lucky he is to have that in his life. So there are times like that when I'm like, hmm, okay, that stung a little bit. Or you see a TV show and, you know, somebody talks about, uh, you know, you don't know what it's like until you have your own kid and you hold it in (laughs) your arms. I'm like, okay, thanks. Enough, please. You know, but yeah, I I think it does. uh, I think that's why I'm so passionate about it. I have a guy right now that just has an insane story that he's trying to tell about his, uh, his upbringing. And he's, I, I feel very much like the dad in the pool, uh, looking up at the kid going, Hey, jump in. The water's fine. I will catch you. It's okay. It's safe. Just jump. And so I, I definitely feel like that when uh, people start a podcast. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with just doing the best with what you have. Yeah, and living the best life you can, and all as I always say, the best, most relevant, you know, and joyful life that you can. Even though you didn't get everything out of it, you do the best with what you can. Because I mean, the the alternative would be to be just be a really miserable person and treat everybody miserably right. and wonder why you're so alone. And like like you, I think I'm okay ninety percent of the time too, mm-hmm. until until you you hear people say things that. They don't, they mean well, they don't mean to hurt you, but (laughs) they just, they do when they say, make comments like you're not a parent, so you wouldn't understand, or you don't know what it's like until you're a parent and, you know, things, even little things that really are true. Like you don't get to sleep again after you have a child, no matter how old the child becomes, because you're always worried about that kid, you know, whether the child is one or 18 or 
or yeah. 50 you you're a parent you're you're although you I'm, I mean, we're probably around the same age, but I know, well, you know, my mom passed six months ago, but, mm. you know, I know for a fact that your parents, you're, you're the kid to your parents. You may not be a kid, but you're your parents' kid. Yeah. What I guess I'm trying to say. So, you know, it's tough when you hear people say things that they really don't mean to be mean, but it kind of triggers you or puts a little pinprick in your heart. And you just have to decide to be strong and just keep on moving and doing the best with what you get to do, which in your case is being a, a podcaster and a podcaster's podcaster and helping people. Yeah, I think it was Michael Hyatt I listened to when he said, when something happens that you didn't plan, uh, I think in his case, I think he, he hurt his foot or something where he wasn't very mobile for a while. And he said, okay, this is this is not going to work because normally he travels a bunch. He goes, but what does this enable me to do that I couldn't have done before? And he goes, well, it finally gave me the chance to sit down and, and focus on my writing and a couple other things like that. So I've always liked that thought. Um, and, and when things happen that either you don't like or you didn't plan or whatever, I always try to look at that and I go, okay, well, this is horrible and I feel bad but also what does this enable me to do that I couldn't do before? So mm. um, I had a cat for 17 years. And uh, when he went to the big litter box in the, the sky, of course I was very sad, but I was like, but what does this enable me to do? And the last year, especially I've done a lot of traveling because I, I don't have to worry about getting home to clean the litter box or have somebody come and check on the cat or things like that. it's really given me a little more freedom to uh, do other things. So I always try to, to look at that aspect because it's kind of funny when uh, I talk to guys that are married with children and they, they hear that I can do pretty much whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm -hmm. There's there, you can see a part of them are like, Oh man, if I could be in your <laughs> shoes. And, and then they'll tell me about, Oh, I came home and you know, the kid was doing this and that and, and voila, and I, I got to get ready for a birthday party. And in my shoes, I'm like, Oh, I would do anything to be in your shoes mm -hmm. right now. So I think we all kind of, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence kind of thing. Right. And so we just have to do the best with the grass that's on our side. That's right. And, and take time to uh, appreciate, I mean, mm -hmm. what you have. So that's true. So you kind of, that, that is kind of, you know, that is a word of encouragement, what you just said, but could you leave us with a word of encouragement? Keep your eyes open for, for either new opportunities or things of that nature. I know I can at times, if I, if I really don't kind of check myself, you know, I, if I really start focusing on, uh, I'll give you an example. I found an old videotape from uh, 1988 and I was watching and it was great. And it had uh, my mom and dad were both in it, my grandparents and a couple uncles and aunts. And I looked at it and I, one of them was my cousin, Paul. So there's, six people on the screen and I looked up and in my, I heard that, that lovely little voice in your head that goes, wow, everybody on the screen is dead. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, and then, so I was like, I really started thinking about that and just, you know, how, you know, Thanksgiving's just aren't the same. Christmas isn't the same as it was in your childhood and things like that. And that's when I was like, okay, I could really just obsess over this and go, wow, you know what? Christmas really isn't the same. Well, of course it's not. You're not a kid. You know, so, um, but then it's a matter of like, okay, but Christmas is coming up or Thanksgiving or birthdays or whatever holidays coming up. What can I do 
to either start a new tradition. If, if, if an old tradition has gone by the wayside, okay, let's, let's come up with a new one or something like that. And, you know, just because it's not the way you want it to be, doesn't mean it has to be awful. In fact, uh, it might actually be better. You never know, but you're, you're not going to know unless you try. So uh, don't give up. And, you know, I, well, I always end the, uh, the, the, we talked earlier about the building a better Dave show mm-hmm. and I always end it when I said, and keep in mind, it's going to get better. Cause it, you know, it's either a, you're going to die, which in my case is a whole lot better. Uh, not that I want to die, but uh, I, I'm a believer in heaven. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm all for that. Uh, and if not, you know, it, it's, you know, just hang in there and, and uh, see what happens. That's an awesome word. And uh, you did mention your faith earlier. And I think a lot of my listeners know that I am a Christian as well, although I don't lead with that on the podcast. Right. And so I'm a believer as well. And, um, you know, as I, as I listened to you talk about everybody on the screen that you were looking at, and the fact that a lot of the listeners also know, and I just mentioned that I lost my mom six months ago, you know, I, I think about, and I'm going to therapy. And that's a big thing for me. I always talk about going to therapy. And so, um, you know, the therapist told me at the last meeting, it's really weird that you said this, but she said, you know, we're going to have to start doing new things and different things because it's not going to be the same without my mom. And so we're going to have to be okay with, with changing traditions and making new traditions. And, um, you know, as we as we continue on through life, as my dad always says, and death is a part of life, and we we mm. know that. And those of us who are Christians are thankful that we we believe that we're going to a place when we die. But um, in the meantime, while we're here, uh, as you say, we just have to do the best with what we have, where we are, and um, where we're headed. We you know just be positive about as much as possible. You know, we're going to have our down right. days and our up days, but just try to be as positive and as, as giving and as helpful as we possibly can. So I do appreciate those words of encouragement. Um, I did look, look you up online just in case anybody wants to know where else they can find you. And I tell me if I'm wrong, but I have schoolofpodcasting.com, askthepodcastcoach.com, and davidjackson.org. I don't know about that last one. Yeah, that's just a blog I have. I don't do much over there. Probably the easiest thing, if you want to see all my podcasts at least, uh, just remember the website powerofpodcasting.com has pretty much everything I do over there. Okay, powerofpodcasting.com. Okay, I'll uh, put that in the show notes for anyone who's uh, interested in finding out more about Dave Jackson and about podcasting. And Dave, I want to thank you once again for um, taking the time to come on the show. I think I I learned quite a bit and um, I I believe that the listeners um, have as well. And uh, I really do appreciate you being on here tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I also want to, before we sign off, thank my um, Patreon patrons, Jordan Morgan and the Knights, Olive and uh, Alphonse Knight. Thank you so much for your patronage. It is appreciated. And uh, thanks to the, those of you listening. It's appreciated. Stay tuned for the next episode. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode because I really did. Until next time, have a great one. Bye. Bye.